Well, happy May 6th. It's a beautiful spring day. And as I was thinking about it this morning, um, getting ready to record this podcast, um, you know, if you didn't know otherwise, you'd think, what a gorgeous day. Let's get on with the day and so on and so forth. But of course, we're dealing with the um, global pandemic, um, with the COVID-19 virus uh, that's that swept across the entire globe and pretty much uh, uh, crawled everything to a halt for the most part, which is pretty, pretty extraordinary. But uh, here I am, I'm sitting in my office. I always like to joke, it's my office whenever my wife's listening, because, uh, you know, you got to take, you know, you got to stake your claim on these things, right? I look it out the window, um, and it's just a gorgeous day out there. Uh, this is episode two of the Moose is Loose podcast. Um, and as I said to, on the first one, uh, it's entirely likely that that, day, that name's going to change uh, down the road, but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe it'll just, it'll kind of grow, um, uh, you know, become natural for us and just become, you know, something that never changes after all. So we'll see. So one of the things I wanted to do this morning is talk about a topic um, that is age-old and, and doesn't go anywhere. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why it's uh, age-old and doesn't go anywhere is because every single human being from the dawn of time until the end of time is going to have to contend with this issue, and it's the issue of fear. You know, this is a particularly timely for us right now as we kind of go through a whole bunch of unknowns in our society, not just our culture, but in the global society, right? Um, and of course, the expectation is, you know, from you listen to certain economists and they say, well, you know, all that demand that was there previous to us shutting down the economy, essentially putting it into a self-induced coma, is going to come back, right? Um, but we don't know that for sure. Um, and that's a, that's a great uh, entry point for us to recognize kind of where fear comes from. It comes out of that sense of unknown. I don't know what's going to happen next, right? Um, and that leads to that sense of fear that can grow and become really a terribly destructive monster. And as you think about that, you know, the question, you know, you naturally want to ask yourself, perhaps, is, is it possible to get rid of fear, right, to just rid ourselves of it? And of course, the answer is no. Um, as I said a minute ago, from the dawn of time, every single human being has had to contend with fear. And every single human being, until time is over, will have to deal with fear. <laughs> There's just no way for us to get rid of it. And that's not necessarily a good, a, a bad thing. Yeah, I was thinking about the ancient King David um, in Psalms 56, uh, verse 3. He says, but when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. And I think, you know, one of the things that we recognize in that statement is in the ancient King David contended with fear. And if we go back, you know, beyond him, there was fear and on and on and on. And one of the things that um, it's difficult for us is, is we read uh, ancient scripture or any literature for that matter, um, that we may that we may read or an autobiography or something along those lines. We know how the story ends, and I often say this. And so, as because we know how the story ends, we actually give less value to their in the moment contending with this issue of fear because we know how the story ends, and that's the issue with us. We don't know how our story ends, and so the fear seems totally rational to us, even as we look at their situation and we think, well, we know how that story ended. That seems irrational. We know how your story ended. It's a good ending in many cases, right? As we look back. Um, so so that's, one of the, that's one of the issues that um, we have to deal with in our right here, right now deal. Um, but you know, there is some value to fear, 
right? One of the things that it does, obviously, it's a, it's a bright flashing light that makes us stop for a minute, p- pulls us back into ourselves to, to ask the question, hey, is everything okay here? I'm, you know, am I, have I considered all the options? Am I doing the right thing? And I was thinking about this. Um, my, my wife is deathly afraid of snakes, right? Even to say the, the word probably freaks her out a little bit. We'll be outside doing one thing or another, gardening or whatever. She sees a snake or gets whiff of a snake. And party's over. She's going inside. It's over, right? And I thought about this this morning as I was thinking about that example. I, I don't like snakes, right? I didn't grow up around a bunch of snakes. I grew up in the Northeast in, in the inner city of New York. So it's not like I saw snakes out back, right? I'm not from the country in that way, right? So I don't particularly like snakes, but what it does when I, when I see a snake and someone calls and says, hey, we got a snake, we got to do something about it, right? One of the things it does for me is it makes me hyper-focused, right? It helps me to really narrow in on what are my options, what do I have to do to eliminate this, quote, threat, right? And, and that's kind of my deal. A, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a little frog came in the house. We don't know how, you know, we typically close our doors and all this stuff. So who knows how? And you could go crazy trying to figure out how this happens, right? So we all go upstairs and we hear a shriek from my wife downstairs. And there's this little frog that's jumped on her leg and she's just freaked out. I mean, a little frog, just so we're clear here, right? Um, and, um, and of course, you know, why we all run downstairs and she's all freaked out and thinks she's standing on a chair or something. And my first t- um, uh, uh, thinking on it is, okay, what do I have to do to eliminate this thing, right? And so, you know, I go, I get a cup, I lock it in, I take it outside and I release the thing, right? But, but that's kind of how fear um, or uh, deep concern, if you want to think of it another way, uh, impacts me, right? It immediately narrows my focus into say, what do I have to do to handle this thing right now? And so that's kind of a valuable aspect of fear. Um, but for some people, it does immobilize them. Like I said, with my wife, she just, it's over. She's out of there. Her, her thing is let me remove myself from this situation. If I see a snake or hear about a snake, I'm, I'm gone. It's over, right? Um, so it is so important that we recognize, you know, number one, that it is the most basic, natural human, um, well, one of the most, I shouldn't say the most, but one of the most basic, natural human emotions is that fear. No one is spared it. Right. And we have a tendency to look at people who are are very successful and say, well, surely they don't have to contend with that. They are contending with it on a totally different level that we have not even matured to the position where we could potentially deal with that. Right. That's that's kind of what they're dealing with um, uh, for the most part. But, you know, as we think about fear and as I said a moment ago, there is some value to it. What I what I want us to consider is let's do a thought experiment. Right. And the question I want to ask as we do this thought experiment is how has your life worked out so far? Right. When in the past have you been afraid of some unknown situation, right? That in hindsight, you now you look back at it and you see things somehow worked out. Now, you may not know all the steps if you look backwards. You may not have perfect recall to be able to say, well, this happened, then that happened, then that happened. But generally, you've got large swaths of where you can say, there was this time when I was uncomfortable and afraid of what would happen. And, and, and here's where I am now. Then this happened, then that happened, or something along those lines. And this is an important thought experiment for us to do as often as possible. Because as I had a pastor many years ago, he says, you know, it would be really helpful if we had kind of a spiritual bag that we could just kind of deposit little wins in. So that whenever we're, we're in that situation where we're dealing with unknown, overwhelming odds or, or, or faced with a difficult circumstance like we, many of, of us are faced with right now, 
um, as we go through this COVID-19 uh, uh, situation across the world, that you're able to sit back and gent just, just in a spiritual way, kind of pull those individual things out and say, I remember when this happened and, you know, God was able to help me out of that situation. I remember when that happened and God was able to help me out of that situation. But think back about a relationship that you, didn't, you weren't sure if it was going to work out. You know, um, a husband or a wife, some kind of a spouse, um, uh, for example, a boyfriend or girlfriend situation, you know, and you consider how difficult it was in the moment. Right. Um, and that, that reminds me, one of the things I told my kids and I heard this from Andy Stanley many years ago, he says everything in life ultimately becomes a story we tell. Right. Everything in life ultimately becomes a story we tell. And the example I often use my, with my kids is, you know, I'll say to them, hey, tell me this, this story of your elementary school experience. Right. And they tell me the story and take a couple of seconds and they said, here's what happened, yada, yada, yada. That's five years of life. And they're done just like that. And then I'll say, you know, my daughter now, she's in uh, seventh grade going into eighth grade. I'll say, well, tell me, you know, I said, you know, tell me your experience of your elementary school and sixth into seventh grade. And again, a couple of seconds, it's done. It doesn't even make it to a minute. Right. I asked my son, who is now a lot in his third year now, finishing up school um, one more semester to finish up college. If I were to ask him for his whole 12 years of experience through school, he would be able to tell me that maybe a minute, everything that's happened in that 12 year period. And so one of the things we ultimately discover is that everything in life ultimately becomes a story we tell. And it's a short story when it's all said and done. Right. Um, so, so, you know, as we look back at that relationship, as I said a moment ago, you know, the question I ask is that I want you to ask yourself is how did that work out? What was it like, you know, um, uh, coming out of that relationship? What about kids that were on the wrong track in some instances? Right. Where you're just, you know, incredibly freaked out about it. You don't know how it's going to work out. You don't see how it can work out. Right. And you're worried night after night, you know, struggling with it. And and uh, and, and then you, you get to the other side of it in, in many instances and you say somehow that worked out. You know, I, th I thought that that teenager would never get their act together. That young 20 something would never get their act together. And somehow they have. Right. Finances. You know, you were in a deep hole. You didn't know how you were going to get out of it. Some people may be in a deep hole right now, but you didn't know how you were going to get out of it. And somehow, in hindsight, you look back and you're able to say, I was able to get through that dark, difficult situation, that difficult period. Uh, I knew a woman had said her husband, um, as many people did in the, um, in the Great Recession in 07, 08, lost their home. And she uh, went through and recounted all they went through uh, with him being out of work and trying to get work and doing, working as a security guard just to do whatever he could. And ultimately, eventually, uh, started working with Delta and she was working with the Labor Department um, here in Georgia and uh, talked about the fact that they lost their home and some difficulties with the children and how they were down to one car and having to drop kids off at school. And she was in, she, she was do, doing some, um, some college courses and on and on and on. And one of the things she said was, she said, you know what, we did lose some stuff, but you know what, you can get your stuff back, right? You can get your stuff back. And so we do go through these difficult times where we just don't know. And, and to some extent we say to ourselves, I can't imagine what it, you know, how, Life could get better if I lost this stuff. And this was this woman on the other side of that chasm saying, you can get your stuff back. We lost some stuff, but you can get your stuff back. Here's another thing. Work. We, you know, we spend such a huge chunk of time at, at, at work. You know, some of us have bosses that suck. Let's just say it. That's a, that's a, a technical term, suck. Right. And you dealt with that and you I that boss either moved out or you moved out or they got better or you learned how to contend with them. You learned how to interact with that person. And some of you may be going through that right now, but all you need to do 
is is look back in the past and say, well, how was it handled? You know, how, what what were similar situations that I've been through before, right? Um, and and uh, and how did I come out of that? And how am I better for it? And here's another one. This is a big one. Health issues for you personally or a family member or a close friend, you know, um, that were going through a really tough time, um, you know. And and how did you come out of that? I recently lost my dad. And, um, you know, I, I, one of the things I recognize, he was uh, 85, and one of the things I recognize is um, uh, he, he lived a good life, uh, you know. You know, you always want your, your parents to live longer, <laughs> whatever that means, right? You know, if they live to 100, you want them to live longer. But one of the things I recognize is that he did live a long life, and he was healthy for the vast majority of his life. And, and he, you know, as he got older, he deteriorated more and more over, to, over time. Um, but you know, when we got to, when I got that phone call, which you never expect, you expect, but you never expect. Right. Um, and you deal with the initial shock of it. One of the things you, uh, you know, places I came back to was a recognition that he was able to spend his last years in his home, comfortable, cared for, well looked after. Um, we had been able to visit him, uh, frequently, um, as we noticed him declining, declining over the past several months. Um, he, one of my, my sisters that hadn't seen him in years was able to get down there and, and spend some time with him and pray with him and so on and so forth. Um, and so even on the other end of it, where ultimately, you know, my, my dad did pass away, even at the end of that, you can look back at a situation and say, you know, that, that, that there was a good outcome, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was a good outcome. You know, so so I think that's a really helpful thought experiment as we deal and contend with this issue of fear that's not going anywhere, that's always been here and will always be here. We have got to learn how to become um, uh, uh, co-inhabitants <laughs> with fear. We've got to learn how to leverage it to help us get to the places we want to get to in our lives, to be more successful in our lives. You know, um, so, you know, in the final analysis, I bet you you would say that you're personally stronger. I know I am personally stronger because of what you know I've had to wade through, um, all the unknowns, right, and downright terror in some cases of, you know, many sleepless nights and so on, dealing with one issue or another. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you recognize that even though you deal with that fear, you fight through that, and you're able, in hindsight, never in the moment, right, never in the moment, but in hindsight, you're able to look back at that circumstance or situation, and you're able to say, I'm glad it happened. You know, David said, that ancient King David, he said, it was good for me that I was afflicted. Now, that's a hard thing for people to, to say in the moment, right? But in hindsight, you can say, it was good for me that I went through this thing or that thing, because it has made me stronger. It has made me better uh, going forward. Um, now, last thing, here's something I have. And, you know, in future episodes, uh, we'll talk about some, some what I'll call vision cards for the time being. I don't really have a firm name for them yet that I usually do. And it's part of my daily practice. Um, that is just a powerful, powerful method for me. Um, and I would encourage anyone to do it. We'll talk more about that in future episodes. But, uh, you know, one of my cards, um, and I've got a stack of them, uh, uh, with uh, just sayings that I kind of go through and I remind myself about and so on. Um, but one of them, it says, remember to smile. It isn't that bad. It's really that simple. And every single time I read that card, every day, I actually have it posted on my, on a, a mirror in front of my, uh, my desk. And it says the same thing there as well as some other quotes that are really helpful and, and powerful for me. 
every time I see it, I smile. Even as I'm talking about it now, I'm getting a smirk on my face, right? <laughs> you know, there I go. So, so I think it's so important that when you're going through these tough times, have something, some anchor, some reference point that you can lean onto to be able to say, here's a thing that kind of, that kind of anchors me to the right here, right now, so that I'm not concerned and, and, and kind of go off the rails, right? with um in one direction or you know of of fear which is you know again i often say it's a bottomless pit because it can always get better right if you start down that road so you've got to you've got to grab yourself when best you can so i'm going to wrap this talk up now um this is episode two it's been great look forward to um to future episodes like subscribe share if the content you think is useful to you and it might be helpful to someone else Um, We'd love to continue to build this community up. I'd love to anyway, and just kind of see where this goes. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.